Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. We'd like to start today's show saluting the United States of America with the playing of the National Anthem. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Mark Hamilton, your host. Nothing like starting off the day with the playing of the National Anthem. In today's show, we're going to take a look at that cross-section of Wyoming and what's happening out there. It's affecting our state daily. Of course, these cold temperatures are always in the lead. Gas prices, man, that's unbelievable. Sticker shock when you pull up at the pump. What's our legislature up to? What bills are they looking at? And What's kind of happened on some of these bills? It's rather strange. Also, we'll talk about our cowboys and cowgirls. We'll take a look at state basketball. And you know, we don't want to forget about our people in the agricultural business. And also, we'll finally day, today take a look at the history of french fries and Wyoming's best. All here today on Let's Talk Wyoming, your everything Wyoming podcast. Taking a look at Wyoming weather, that little bit of warm weather we had to start the month of March is gone. We're back in our winter pattern, colder temperatures, we're going to see some pretty cold temperatures in the midweek, and it looks like this weather pattern is going to stay a little bit cooler and some moisture on into March, so good news for everyone looking for some relief from our drought. Taking a look at Wyoming politics, Harriet Hageman had Senator Rand Paul here in Wyoming for a couple of campaign events in Cheyenne and Gillette last week. Senator Paul has endorsed Hageman in her run for Congress to add to the list of prominent Republicans who have endorsed her. Also, it was reported that President Donald Trump will be in Wyoming here in the near future, most likely on a campaign event for Harriet Hageman. More to come on that as we get information on it. Our legislature is hard at work spending money. In an article by Clara McFarland of the Cowboy State Daily, a two-year budget detailing spending of roughly $2.7 billion from the state's main bank account in fiscal 2023 was approved Monday by both the Wyoming House and Senate. The budget for the state's general fund authorized spending of about $400 million, less than the budget for 2021-22. Despite the cuts, about one-third of the members in each chamber voted against this biennial budget, with many delegates voicing concerns that the planned expenditures would diminish the state's Legislative Stabilization and Reserve Account, or the LSRA, 
a special savings account used to make up shortfalls between income and expenses. Under the current budget, said Senate Vice President Larry Hicks, a Republican of Bags, and the bills we currently have passed, we'll have a LSRA of $1.457 billion by the end of the biennium. That is $103 million less than the count starting point of $1.56 billion. We're going backwards on our savings account, folks, so just keep that in mind as we go forward, Hicks said. On the House side, Speaker Pro Tem Mike Greer, a Republican of Worland, said he was disappointed with the budget and not confident that the LSRA would be replenished. It's a long time before that happens in this current environment, Greer said. With both chambers having agreed to changes made during the three-week review of the budget, it is now headed to the desk of Governor Mark Gordon for his signature. Taking a look at other bills that we talked about in last week's show, the Senate File 97, the party affiliation, looks like that that is not going to go anywhere. Kind of a disappointed. That was the issue with people changing parties for the primaries. Also, the House bill on fairness in women's sports, it looks like that it isn't going to go anywhere. It looks like it's dead in the water. And that was the fairness in women's sports, the issue that we're looking at across the country right now. After passing in the Senate, it was sent to the House for introduction, and it didn't end up being introduced last Friday. And that is really a disappointment. Utah has passed a similar bill, but kind of strange, but the governor says that he's going to veto it. So a lot of things are happening behind the scenes to affect this transgender bills as they go across the country. Also, Senate File 102, the Second Amendment Protection Act, looks like that it will continue on. And that is a no-brainer for the legislature. Also, House Bill 0092, which over which will, would prohibit abortion here in Wyoming if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade will continue on. So we'll keep up to date on our bills as they happen here in the state of Wyoming. Taking a look at the People's Convoy here in Wyoming, last Thursday, the convoy was on I-90 and also on I-80. Got a chance to take in the I-90 convoy. Made a trip up from over to Buffalo, up to Sheridan, and then over to Gillette. Got to kind of take in the sights along the way. A lot of people out on the interstate. A lot of people with American flags and a lot of signage out. Over in Gillette, there was a great crowd out at the Camplex. The convoy made it through safely. Again, we appreciate everyone's support on that. I know that was an outstanding event. It continues on. We've seen video coming from the Washington, D.C. area where they've staged. And activities are ongoing. I think the other convoys will be joining in real soon. But everything's been really peaceful. Uh, Great crowds again. Great people and a lot of great support from everyone across the United States. So job well done on the People's Convoy. Taking a look at Wyoming Energy. West Texas Intermediate Crude is trading here today on March 8th, 2022 at $123, and I don't see any end in sight at this time. And gas is going for $4 a gallon as of today here in Wyoming. 
The White House has announced the release of 30 million barrels of strategic oil reserve, which is nothing more than window dressing for the general public. This amounts to less than a two-day supply of oil for our country. This oil just doesn't hit the market immediately as it's put up for auction, then released to the highest bidders for transportation to the refinery of their choice for processing. Congress has started the process of shutting down the Russian oil imports, with the administration looking at Iran, Venezuela, and the Saudis for some relief. Some real issues with these countries. Also, the Canadians have offered to help fill the void. The administration hasn't said a word about domestic supplies or looking to help them with a getting our U.S. supply back up and going. Most recently, the first quarter 2022 federal oil lease was canceled. Just another body blow for domestic oil. Unfortunately, the American producer just can't open up a valve and increase production. We need time to get drilling back up and get us back on the right road again. So hopefully we can have some action in front of us. I think it's going to be some Definitely some murky times. I don't know where oil is going to end up at. I've seen projections up to $180. Unfortunately, this is going to have a major impact on our already rampant inflation. It's going to start affecting everything in the everything we consume. Everything at the grocery store will go up. Everything's going to go up. So just a, a lot of uncertainty out there. Also, in other energy news, the conversion of the existing coal fire plant in Kemmer. That is a, the plant that is being looked at being changed over to nuclear. Continues with a lot of questions coming up recently on the specialized uranium supply for the plant that currently isn't available in the state. And guess who provides this specialized uranium fuel source for the plant? Yes, the Russians. Also, the legislature is pushing for tax relief for the facilities and working on ways that they can help. What will be the cost for Infrastructure for Kemmer to accommodate the two to 3,000 workers for a couple of years' construction period. And how many of these jobs will be filled by Wyoming workers? This project is a long way to go, and it seems there are some big hurdles to clear to make this a reality. Taking a look at Wyoming agriculture, this cold weather we're having here in the last few days will have an impact on our calving and lambing in the state. Hopefully everyone will be set up with a calving area to get those animals out of the weather. With the drought holding on, it will have an impact on these cattle producers going into summer. The Midwest markets are seeing high volumes of cattle being sold while the prices are up. It looks like with all the uncertainty, prices will be down with feed availability being the big issue. Cattle will be moving to summer grazing grounds here in about one to two months, depending on grass availability. One thing that you can depend on is that the large packers will continue to make good money. Our Wyoming farmers are keeping an eye on commodity markets, which are going up daily. Prices for fertilizer continue up with the effects of higher fuel prices have an impact on their bottom dollar. The Russian and Ukraine area is one of the largest, is actually the largest producer of wheat and coarse grains at 102 million tons, while the U.S. checks in second at 94 million tons. What will happen to this supply if it's uh, limited due to the ongoing conflict? What will that do to our sources here, our food supply here in the U.S., and how will we make this up? A lot of our grains and wheat pro wheat products are are raised in the Midwest, also along that northern high, high line. I know in Montana that they raise 
up in that golden triangle, large amounts of spring wheat. And what will that have an effect uh, ongoing? And of course, this drought has an effect because that's all dry land crop. And you might not see the crop uh, returns that you normally would under normal years. So a lot of uncertainty with that. Here in Wyoming, the majority of our farming is irrigated, which will lessen the impact on the crop unless we have a water availability issue later in the summer. Definitely are looking for some wet weather. We'd like to see some good snow coming into the state here in the next month and a half. Forecasts are for a little cooler weather and a little bit more moisture, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. It is definitely an uneasy time here in the state of Wyoming and across the United States with all these market futures kind of coming into play. Definitely time that you need to pause and maybe take a look at where you're headed and what you're going to do with your operations going forward. Taking a look at Wyoming sports, the Cowboys and Cowgirls will be in action this week at the Mountain West Conference Tournament. The Cowgirls played last night on Monday night in a quarterfinal action as they took on their arch rival, the CSU Rams, Lady Rams in Vegas in that opening round of the tournament. They did drop a game to them, 51-38. to Cowgirls had a tough second half and uh, saw their season come to a close. Cowgirls did an awesome job this year, finished third in the regular season standings of the Mountain West Conference. Also, Allison Fertig of Douglas High School was the Mountain West Freshman of the Year, so also congratulations to Allison Fertig of Douglas on her honors. The Cowboys will be in action later this week as they take on the UNLV Rebels in the quarterfinals of the men's action in Vegas. I think they'll need to win this game to have a good chance of making it to the big dance. Taking a look at high school action in the state of Wyoming, last weekend in Casper was the 1A and 2A state championship games. We'd like to congratulate on the girls' side, Rocky Mountain and Southeast for their titles. On the boys' side, Pine Bluffs and Upton came out on top. This weekend in Casper will be the 3A and 4A state tournaments, and then actually the High school sports will start moving into their spring schedule, which will encompass the track seasons and soccer seasons here in this state of Wyoming. And of course, as we know, with state weather and the way weather is in the state of Wyoming, if we have these cold days, it always has an effect on those uh, spring activities on track meets and soccer matches. So we'll see how that turns out. And finally today, the history of french fries and the search for Wyoming's best. Ever wonder where french fries come from? Because if you thought the answer was France, you would be wrong. Maybe. The history of french fries is torn between Belgium and France, two countries that lay claim to the tasty treats. No matter who the creator is, once the Americans caught wind, the popularity of the french fries spread like wildfire. We introduced them to the world through fast food chains like McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. You can now find french fries on almost every continent. They can be thick or thin, straight or curly, soft or crispy, whether they are a snack or a side to burgers, chicken, steak, or fish. Deep fried slices of potatoes are definitely a favorite. You can eat them as is or dip them in ketchup, mayo, mustard, vinegar or ranch. Belgians eat them with cooked mussels or raw egg on top. 
The United Kingdom loves fish and chips. France serves their French fries with grilled steak. While the Canadians enjoy French fries and cheese curds covered in brown gravy. In the Middle East, fries are stuffed in pita bread. But here in Wyoming, the search for the best French fry takes us to Worland and Maggie's Cafe located on Main Street. Maggie Johnson, proprietor of Maggie's, has mastered the French fry. The local restaurant and bar in Jackson is considered by many to have the best fries in Wyoming, but Maggie's, in my opinion, has taken that honor. Her fries are made fresh each morning, and you never have to worry about not getting enough fries with your meal. They usually end up being the centerpiece of your meal, with your burger being a second thought. So if you are out and about in Wyoming, make sure to stop by Maggie's and give her fries a try. And I'm sure you'll agree that they are best in class in Wyoming. Thanks everyone for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed our show. As for the Code of the West, we ride for the brand, and we ride for Wyoming here at Let's Talk Wyoming, your everything Wyoming podcast.